Good morning. What a chaotic start to the new year. And what happened yesterday, January 6, 2021, was insanity as we all watched terrorists attempt to seize the White House. You know, this Democrat Republican thing, it's really kind of frightening. Actually, it's one of the major reasons why public schools are so important to the communities as we are breeding people who are going to represent us in the future. And if the children don't get an education, what do you suspect is going to happen? We cannot continue to have a set of people who have money and have access to resources that are generated by the poor. I mean, you have to understand what and why it is important to have children as in our nation for every child that is born in a state. The state is represented and provided adequate funds, meaning that's why the census is so important. People just don't seem to connect these things, but it is critical that every person be counted in your community as when taxes are collected and redistributed back to your local communities, it is based on the number of people who live in your surrounding area. You know, this I said parent empowerment hour or half an hour simply because it is human empowerment, human development, that we all must participate in the system that we are living in. There is no excuse for us to pretend that we have no obligation to the maintenance of effort of America. And as African-Americans can see that they had been strongly convinced that perhaps, you know, speaking too loud would only bring attention to you in a negative manner in which would cause you some type of harm. And truly, we all understand Malcolm and Martin and all others who considered empowering others, even to the point of Bill Cosby, as he was engaged in a process of critiquing African-Americans. And as they could not stand his critiquing, right? Some were so what? Truly, there's so much dysfunction in our local communities that we cannot all be held accountable for the actions of our neighbors But truly, as a people who used to live in communities of color that supported each other, and then the dissipation of that support just eliminated through integration and the allowance of people to upward mobility, leaving behind those who never had an opportunity, I would say, as their parents were somewhat illiterate and And believe me, I'm telling you that doesn't make a difference what your parents were able to achieve because it has no reservation on what your ability could be. The opening of the doors have to be with your willingness to complete your trials and tribulations as written in the good book, as they say. (laughs) 
the reality is that you don't just get to walk away from personal responsibility. We all must understand that the young lady who was a reservist in the United States Air Force understood what she was doing and it was not an attempt on preserving America as America is. Don't you realize the inadequacies in local communities of providing adequate access to basic services to all people is a reality. I mean, people just seem to preserve and help who they choose. And if your people are not involved in how the money is being distributed, it's kind of, you know, it's by choice. It's maybe it's not by choice. Understand maybe it's that we haven't all stepped up as I saw in a housing and redevelopment agency meeting online that an African-American had been awarded construction grants for low-income housing, and he actually has created, I didn't get a chance to really hear, but he had created a nonprofit organization in which to provide, you know, services to the low-income housing because, you know, those are provided through the federal government, and you have to bid on those contracts, And somehow, you know, he was able to survive, I guess, because he's quality. I mean, you know, he believes in providing options and real resources as, you know, in Sacramento, the Sacramento Housing and Redevelopment Agency, RCHC, and I don't even know who the community organization that was partnered with them, but they provided real resources to the people who lived in the communities. And the coordination was done through the city, county, and state to ensure that people who were in low-income housing had additional resources. But, you know, the resources here kind of scattered. I really uh, believe that there are lots of resources, so many resources that, you know, you just really have to force yourself not to take advantage of all those resources here. As you know, it's like you give a man the fish and you want him to keep coming to you every day to get that free fish. They don't want you to provide any fish on your own. But I will say that the earlier your child understands the basic communication skills effectively, communicating and understanding and comprehending the king's English, the better off your scholar will be. Absolutely, we have to engage in our society. Absolutely, we have to ensure that we understand that opportunity exists early in families when they have children, as America has already created the pathway in which most people, or I'll say people of means, actually follow. Because, you know, Early Head Start and Head Start is a great program. And it prepares the children to be successful in public schools as they learn the social skills and the social structure necessary to participate in the public school system. And parents actually have an opportunity to engage in the process of ensuring that um, life is happening, truly. Well, I'm going to sign off for right now. I'll come back and do a second 20-minute episode. 
And until then, I'll say like me, follow me, and subscribe to Parent Empowerment Hour on Anchor. But you can follow me on Facebook, on YouTube, and educate yourself. back once again here on Anchor to share with you my thoughts about today. So yesterday was chaos and today is pretty much the same. Apparently Betsy DeVos has decided that she's going to resign. I can't say much for her because quite frankly she just didn't realize that there has to be foundational support. And I don't know how Nevada got in all this trouble, but I think that in 2014, when they were told to reorganize, and then they wrote a plan to reorganize, and they just never reorganized. There's no monitoring going on. And it's unfortunate that people have accepted less, basically, because there are a lot of children who are minorities who are not who just don't have access. And I understand today there's an investigation at the Department of Justice, you see, for children who are being abused or pepper sprayed or whatever in lockup juvenile. But I'll have to tell you something. I believe if kids were educated and engaged, they wouldn't be having all these problems. Truly. Education is not it's not a game. It's not. It's it's just not a toy. And for most Americans who don't benefit from public education, it's a reality that so many are not benefiting anymore. So why do we have a system that encompasses everyone when all children cannot benefit? You see, the importance of empowering yourself to ensure that your children have access means it. You have to ensure that they have early access. And I've talked about early Head Start and I've talked about Head Start, but there are state-run programs also. But usually if you have to work or you're in poverty, you know, you have to have a program that's going to be quality design to ensure that, that access is really happening. That's what you have to ensure that. Because it's something that you just don't know. Just because you went through it doesn't mean it's something that you you know everything about. And truly, after going through this process with my children and understanding that I went through the American education system also, it was different for me as I was a military brat, you could say. My stepfather was in the Air Force, and we had our early education in the Air Force. That meant that there were certain requirements that had to be met for all children. And no matter where you went, whatever sentence you left off on, and the next base you picked up on when you got there. And so it's not like the curriculum didn't follow you. The curriculum followed you. Curriculum followed you. Wherever you were followed you. And if you needed additional resources, that followed you too. So what are we really saying about the public education system? I can't figure it out. It has no foundational support. And I've witnessed too many children just being pushed forward without making any progress. But see, here in Clark County, in Nevada, where they have shored it up and ensured that all children are just going to still graduate. Because see, if they're not going to make it, they can apply for this adult diploma. And they don't have to meet the basic needs. So why go to school at all? If in the end, you could just 
throw it all up in the air and just graduate anyway. But it's unfortunate that little piece of paper that they give you when you get this alternative diploma doesn't carry anything, doesn't hold water. It's not going to get you a job. It's not going to get you in the military. It's just not going to provide access for you. So why are we paying people that are not providing access to real humans? I'm so happy we have a new administration. Perhaps education will change. Perhaps there's still hope for America. Because if we can't save the babies, what, who can we save? The seniors? Seriously. Older people are dying every day simply because they don't have, you know, the stamina to fight off this COVID. And so few who are really affected by it are surviving but there are people that are surviving and they still have issues and problems and Lord, I know I don't want to get it. So I will just continue to do what I do. I'm, I'm willing to help and support, but others have to pick up the baton and also help and support. And as I have other videos on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter our president got locked out of Twitter. What do you think? I don't I don't think it's appropriate that the president of the United States of America had his account locked just because he's the president. And who are they? A business. Okay. Different. So I believe that that was a wrong decision, but then I don't believe what Trump was doing was correct. So I believe that Perhaps he was mentally unbalanced and challenged and perhaps he should not be tweeting, engaging others in fantasies because these people are having fantasies. I just can't believe that a military reservist or a military retiree or whatever she was, a veteran, would jeopardize her livelihood and enter the capital where they make the laws for the unit that she was assigned or spent her time in. And she understood the government. So why did she do it? Believe me, I think she believed that she had the protection of the president. And a lot of those foolish people believed that he was going to protect them when they got into the capital, even if they were doing wrong. And that just didn't happen. And now he can see that he can be impeached once again. And perhaps he shouldn't have been acting in the manner in which he did. But, I mean, the consequences have never been anything to Trump because he's never suffered any consequences. So it's a shame that it had to end this way. But the only person that was in control of that was Donald Trump, president of the United States of America. And I'm just a soul that lives in America. And nobody really irrelevant. I was able to raise my children as a citizen and understand the power in citizenship, understand the power in exercising your rights, as we all have inalienable rights. And when they create a program for their children, your children have the same rights and the same access and have to have the same opportunity. So I don't care if they're children, then all children have the right to learn. And so we're talking about children, and we're not talking about 
races or mixtures of people. See, people like to get off on that. Oh, because of your background, your heritage, perhaps somehow you don't have the same level opportunities. And that is true. But if you were given the same opportunity and given additional support where it would benefit you, perhaps you could benefit too because people just do. It's just unfortunate that people want to get paid and not be responsible for the outcomes. You see, they don't want to get people on welfare any money. They don't want to have any of this, what do they call it, socialism. But, you know, the best socialist program is the United States Air Force or the Army or the Navy or the Marines. Because guess what? That's the structure that takes care of your family while you're working. And your people don't even have to think about anything. They don't have to think about health care. They don't have to think about food. They don't have to think about electricity bill. They don't have to think about nothing. They get a little stipend so that they can enjoy life and their and their members of the family work. And it's just a great life because you know what to expect. And they have resources for you. They have entertainment. I mean, you know, the military and the armed services is a great life. I can just say it. It's a great life. I loved it. And even if I loved my husband, I guess I couldn't love him enough because he just didn't love himself. So life just seems to go on. He's not here anymore. It's unfortunate that he chose someone who didn't love him. And that just stressed him. And that's just the way it is. But he had children he could have loved even more and still enjoyed his life. But everybody in the world has choices and everybody is in charge of those choices and as in the public school system I want you to understand that there's choice there's a choice that you understand that you have to understand that it's your responsibility as a person who has a child to become a, a parent a warrior for that child so that child has access and accessibility in this world. And if if you're anything like me, well, maybe all your dreams didn't come true, but guess what? If you're still living beyond 50, your dreams came true because you didn't have to be here. So let's think about this rationally, shall we? Not everyone has children, and that's quite okay, because everyone in America who works pays taxes. Those tax dollars are collected by the federal government, to the federal government, and issued back to the local states in the manner of counting the people. So let's not pretend that people who live here who are immigrants and non-citizens don't get counted in the you know in the census because they do and states get money for those people yes they do but if you're not counting your people and you're not calculating your services correctly then the federal government can't give you money that's how come you know the republican party always fights for additional births they don't care about how the births come out they just want born children children who are breathing air and then Of course, we have to understand that everybody is not created equal. And so some children have more needs than other children, but we're all human. And if we offer human services, let's ensure that children have a right to have human services and access to health care 
access to services to become independent. And let's ensure that we're measuring the maintenance of these public services and the people who are actually paying to provide those services that can actually do the work. And we need to check ourselves when we put third-party providers in the place of being the service provider for a right that someone has to benefit. Because then you're putting someone over me who doesn't have a responsibility to ensure that the access happens for me. Because guess what? If I don't like the way you're providing services for me, you won't be my provider for long. And that is how it is in America. And when you understand you have that level of power, well, then you understand that you have choice. So let's talk about children, shall we? When should you start to think about how your child should respond to you? And we have to know that children have to respond just like, you know, if children don't smile and don't look at you and don't respond, I mean, you need to understand that there are some things and so many children are autistic or in the spectrum of whatever that is. And as we have so many things that are going on around us that didn't used to be, our bodies and our and, and our metabolism and everything has changed. So now we have children who are autistic, but it doesn't mean that these children can't learn. These children are servants, almost. These children are brilliant. My son is brilliant, but then he's very much at risk from the circumstances and the situation that we live under as he is a young black man and he doesn't process information well and he might not make a right choice. And as we know as black Americans, if you didn't know, let me hip you to it. It means that if you're black, you must comply to direct instruction. And if you don't, you risk your life and you risk your liberty and you risk death because so many black people have died in America for failure to comply. And let's not pretend that that insurrection that happened at the Capitol in Washington, D.C. and just a few months back, Black Lives Matters protesters were on Capitol Mall and they were there expressing their concerns about black lives actually mattering. And the police and the National Guard were there to ensure that they didn't get close to the Capitol. But oh no, when the good old boy showed up, they were welcomed in and they took pictures with them, just like that young man that went to that uh, protest and shot those protesters. I mean, people who just had a right to protest for rights. I mean, if you ever recall anything that Dr. King ever said. He said, the best thing about America is you have the right to protest for rights. So I just want you to understand the thing about public education is that failure is just never an option. And how so many people get caught up in this below basic and far, far below basic and below, below basic. And then failure is an issue. So what are we really saying, looking at school as a tool? We're saying the tool is broken, as it doesn't work for you. And if it doesn't work for you, perhaps you need to find another place where it will work for you. So 
How it happens is that you request that the school do a full educational evaluation to determine just what your child's ability is. And, you know, they have different types of evaluations that children actually have or can be given to children. And that's as, you know, Dr. Umar Johnson. <laughs> well, you know, he's a psycho, what, some kind of psycho, uh, psychologist or something like that. Psycho something psychologist. I don't know. He has to do with the evaluator that assesses children to see if they have, if they're mentally retarded, basically. And so many black children are in special ed. They're not mentally retarded, but perhaps they have a language um, something with the language, a lisp or a language problem, or they could have, as they call it, hyperactivity, ADD, ADHD, ADAD, whatever. And I don't know what that is because there's no medical terminology for it. It's hyperactivity, but perhaps some kids are hyper and they need to be stimulated and perhaps some kids are understimulated and need stimulation. Well, we all understand that public education is just to engage people and in a process in which we live. So all children must learn how to read basically. Read, investigate information, understand process, be able to communicate effectively, be able to sell an idea or a concept at the end of the 12 years, because it's only 12 years, but it's many, many more years, because probably, you know, until you get to the first grade, but when they don't require you to start school until you're seven years old in the state of California, I mean, not state of California, I'm living in Nevada, I was shocked to say seven, but don't worry. Because guess what? In the legislative rules, they said at eight years old, you could go to juvenile hall. And I said, wow, at eight years old, I want to, I mean, what can they do for you if your parents couldn't do it for you? Because your parents never were taught either. And what kind of public services do they actually have here? Taking children at eight years old and confining them. That's sickness. That's a sickness I mean, that's just a harvest of people who don't know any better and don't know how to help themselves, I guess. But guess what? There's a lifetime of learning to happen to understand just how powerful the American education system is and just what the ability it has to, it can achieve because all children can learn. And simply there are just different types of ways that children learn. We have verbal learners, we have visual learners, we have visual verbal learners, we have learners that have to have kinesthetic, have to touch and have to feel, and some people have to feel and actually do things to remember things. But guess what? Once a child knows how they learn, well, they know how to learn. They don't need you to teach them, they just need you to open the next level. We're talking about foundational data that we can't even find in Nevada. How many kids are reading at the third grade level in the third grade? But if they're not reading in third grade level by the third grade, when do they reach it? You see here, they never do. Simply because they're not promoting those children who don't reach grade level proficiency. No, they have a behavior program called the Harbor, I think. And they have something called the SOS, Save Our Sons. Okay, let's save somebody. But I really want to save somebody. 
So I want to see some accountability measures implemented. I want to know how many kids by the third grade are reading. And if they're not reading by the third grade level, what are you doing to ensure that that family is supporting and engaging that child? And if they're not, and they don't know how, when then perhaps we need to have some real parent involvement activities around public education at the local school site that doesn't entertain a third party provider having to figure out if they would like to choose to deal with me or not. The real deal is public education is just public and just like you pay their salaries as third party communicate, third party providers, every group, every ethnic group should have an opportunity to have their own third party provider. Why do they have to have what you picked? It's not working for them. You need to have something that's working for you. Did you know that you could get tutoring if you have a child that has a disability and has been assessed and that would be a tool that they needed? Do you know that you can have speech and language development, speech, occupational speech? Did you know that you can have OT? I mean, if you need coordination and help and support with handwriting, do you know what education actually is in America? I do not believe most people understand or even know. All they know is we live under this system called compulsory education. And that means there are laws across the United States that you must attend. And that's why your parents and everybody who lives in America has to pay a certain level of taxes and the tax dollars come back to provide. But, you know, there are other monies and other revenues that are used to help educate the population of people so that, you know, they're not dependent on the system. But don't tell me about a system that has no level of accountability and people are always trying to do good because do good never does good. And that's just real. So, oh my goodness. It's something you really have to understand that anytime we can put someone in the White House who didn't win the presidency, because, you know, it started, I think, when Al Gore actually won the popular vote and we let the Republicans come in and take that from them. The popular vote, the American people did not control the White House then. And then it was George Bush, a couple of Bushes, and then Obama. Oh, let's not forget a Clinton and what happened to Clinton. And let's not forget how they treat mental health related issues as crimes here in America and how they can kill you if you fail to comply. Now, everybody at the moment that's an officer that you don't know that confronts you and then if you don't speak the language, if you are, if you have a disability that you have accommodations for and you can prove you have a disability and all these things are subject to somebody else's behavior, but they can end your life. And what are we really saying here? There are mental health people whose lives have been ended by law enforcement simply because they made a wrong decision and they had no other decision to make because they shouldn't have been the one on the call. We should have far, far more public 
services that are functioning because we give so much money to nonprofit agencies and we are paying these people's salaries, vacation time, health care. And if they're not doing the good for the community, what are we really saying? I don't know anymore that they're just entitled because they've been there for the longest time and they've always done it. And therefore what? Okay. Therefore reality. You can't entire yourself if you truly just don't understand that there is an obligation that you must participate. And if you're not participating, you have to find ways that you can participate and understand the outcomes of maintenance and understand what's not happening for you and your family. And even if it's not you and your family, for the kid down the street that might be, you know, breaking in your car because he's hungry. How do we allow people to lay on these children for 12 years or more. And then at the 12th year, when it's time to graduate, these kids can't graduate, but then they can't eat either. So we're okay with all these kids just dropping out of public school, right? America's just okay with all that. And they're okay with these kids killing each other. And they're okay with these white young kids taking it in their hands to end other people's lives just because, what, they're bored. Or they have a certain belief system that somehow gave them godlike powers. There is no godlike powers. There's only God. And he's here to exist in the universe. And however you see the universe is in control. And know that you're not running anything. But the challenges will come your way. And you will be forced to take on those challenges and learn that you have to be responsible for yourself. So empowering yourself means figuring out where you're going to find the information. And for children, understand there is a state department of education. There is a federal department of education. And the Federal Department of Education supplies money to the states to educate their people. And the states give the money to the county, cities, and whatever, and to educate the people. But if the people have allowed themselves to just become the harvest, I'm really trying to pray about that I need to understand how the people could just become the harvest and have the fines and penalties and and everything implemented on them. It's like you... There's a there's a song by Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, and it's all about getting out of the penitentiary to go turn around and getting going into getting into jail, going into the pen and turning around, getting back out of the pen to go back into the jail and turn around and go right back again. Because whatever changes for you, none of these programs that we're operating actually provide an opportunity for a real opportunity for life. No. These are not about rehabilitation. They're about restriction and punishment, just as our public schools are. They're putting these kids and they're pushing them in programs that are more like penitentiaries and jails than educational opportunities and an opportunity for life. I mean, truly, a skilled person doesn't need to ask a lot of help, doesn't need to understand how to get online. There are so many things that people with skills know how to do, just as I'm sitting here talking to you, encouraging you to share your knowledge and help empower someone else. The reality is is that we're in control of our own journey, and everybody is on a journey. 
I can't tell you about your journey. I can only tell you about my journey. My journey was filled with experience of volunteering in the public school system because my circumstances happened to land me there. And I understand and I want you to understand a lot of minority children spend time outside of the classroom and not inside of the classroom. But here in Nevada, where they have it down to the minutes, you have so many minutes in education. And then you qualify to get a high school diploma, a regular high school diploma. But if you don't have your number of minutes in, I'm sorry, you ain't going to get that. You're going to get some other kind of certificate. And with that little certificate, maybe you can trolley on over there to the Goodwill where they're hiring employees and supposedly training them in every facet. And if you can't cut it, if you can't cut it, you can't stay. How's that? Crazy. And that's a nonprofit agency, right? Right. Things are just not what they would seem to be, but they are what they are. So, until I decide to come back, this is Darlene Anderson signing off on another half an hour of Parent Empowerment. I did a little bit this morning. It's January 7th. Yeah, almost January 8th. My son will be 36 tomorrow. I added him up up there already. But um, life is wonderful but only if you're willing to participate in the process. So until we talk again, if you have any questions, please inbox me, send me a message, and I'll see if I can talk about that topic for you. But until we meet again, this is Darlene Anderson saying, like me, follow me, and subscribe. Have a great night.